0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode three of our lovely podcast, The Code of Life. And today on Life, we are going to be starting, uh, at, ironically on episode three, we're going to be starting at the beginning. I want to, uh, introduce myself appropriately since a lot of you are going to be having this as your first episode. Since, uh, I uh, Oh, well, since a lot of you are going to be having this as your first episode, and I would like to introduce myself. So, as an, as an introduction, my name uh, is Ben Ebig. You can find me on Twitter at Ace of Trophies. Uh, I am from a small area in the United States called Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, if you've never heard of it, that's there's a perfectly good reason why. Uh, it's because it's basically the middle of nowhere. It's... Uh, what's a good metaphor to describe it it's basically like uh that nerd in high school who is always surrounded by cool people but we ourselves are not cool we are surrounded by cities with good jobs but we ourselves do not have uh good jobs we do not have a good job economy here we do not have uh if you want to have if you're looking for excitement you have to go to the neighboring cities but you don't actually come here nobody really moves to this area people are just moving out they're trying to escape this area because so uh so much stuff is leaving nothing's really coming in and so that's always been my goal is to uh escape, not only, not only move out and escape, but also, uh, evolve as a person. Uh, when I was, uh, younger, I, I, I was a, I'm, I'm a younger brother, uh, and we are a very close loving family, uh, and when I was growing up, I, I would wrestle, I would wrestle my older brother, and, uh, we would wrestle in the hallways, uh, with, as uh, as brothers do, we would, uh, in order to blow off steam, we would just beat the crap out of each other, and uh, uh, and our parents wouldn't. Uh, they would just completely stay out of the way because, like, all right, no, none of my none of my business. They're just gonna let them blow, blow it off, and then they'll be calm later, and uh, and we would do it to the point where the entire house would just su- some you would hear it thunder. To where we would hit, we would be wrestling in the hallways, and then one of us would hit the wall, and then you would just hear boom, and then the house would just thunder, and then my mother would be just sitting in the chair, completely emotionless, and then we would have a good time. And so, uh, from that, from uh, wrestling my brother in uh, in the house, I thought, hey, I want to join the wrestling team at school, which was a uh, which was a weird transition for me, because I I am a complete nerd. I s- I spend a lot of my I would spend a lot of my hours at that age playing video games, and so for me to say like I want to play a sport of any kind was something really drastic. But I wanted to go do it, uh, and then I went and did it, and I found out that I not only did I really really like it, but I was uh, really really Good at it, uh, and it's hard. Uh, it's hard to say why. I one of my one of my all other loves was I loved playing fighting games, and so I would memorize strategies and I would memorize combos through that, and so maybe that transitioned into wrestling. And I wrestled uh, all through. I w- I wrestled through middle school in seventh grade and eighth grade, and I wrestled. I wrestled into high school, and I wrestled freshman year. And I remember uh, we went. I wrestled all year freshman year, and I remember during the freshman year you would see. Uh, it was, it was odd because in our school we didn't have we didn't have cuts for wrestling. If if anyone else wrestled, let me know if you, if you had cuts at all because our school wasn't. Our wrestling team wasn't to the point where enough people tried out to where they would have cuts. Because not enough people were wanting to do it. And also, we needed people for each, every single weight class. And I noticed, like, we would start off with a lot of people, and then as the year went on, more and more people would stop wrestling. And it wasn't because... It wasn't necessarily because it was hard, it was more so because it was uh very very time consuming and it was also taxing on your uh physical and social life we would have wrestling meets that would go from sun up till sundown on Saturdays and so for that day you just nothing else existed and when you're when you're a freshman in high school that's extremely hard to balance everything while doing that but I uh, I loved doing it uh, and I loved uh, playing it uh, but the weird thing was is that when when the next year came around and the question became hey do you want to do it again and I asked myself do I do I really want to do this again? Uh, it became a question of what are my priorities, and then I realized that I was not a very social person. Uh, to the to the point where it, I was not, I was not okay with myself being as socially uncomfortable as I was. I would want to make friends with someone, and then this mental blockade would stop me from just speaking to someone. And I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to break that. I wanted to make new friends and I wanted to push down this mental wall that was stopping me from doing that. And so I decided, you know, I want to accomplish these goals that I have. I want to make new friends. I want to make friends that are within, more within my wheelhouse because I was friends with a lot of... Basically, I was friends with a lot of jocks, but I did not consider myself that. I was... Uh, I would be at a lot of wrestling meets, and you would wait sometimes two hours just for your one match that would go two minutes or so. And the entire time that I was sitting there waiting for my match, the only thing that was on my mind was man, I can't wait to get home and play Ratchet and Clank. That was where my head was. And so I was thinking, you know, why don't I just try and make more friends that are within my realm, within my headset. And so I made the conscious decision that I wasn't going to wrestle that year. I was going to – I wasn't going to wrestle for the rest of high school. And uh, when I made that decision, I something happened that I n- never saw coming – I had a lot of my old wrestling teammates come and just basically talk shit both to my face and behind my back about how I was a quitter and that I wasn't dedicated. And it really opened my eyes to the fact that these people who I previously called my friends would... Would say these things to me, and it made me realize that I made the right decision to, uh, to seek new, to seek better company, in my life. And, a- after that, I met, uh, I met one of my uh, best friends through one of the weirdest circumstances. Uh, in, I want to say this was, sophomore year we had uh, we were doing a project uh, it was for biofare uh, and we each had to get into groups of either two or four people maximum and we had to do a project through basically using the scientific method and through doing this we would uh, have We would do a group project, and then we would present it and do a huge whiteboard, uh, do a, like, fold-out board and everything. And then there would be a day where we would present it and everything. And for some people, it was the worst project that we ever did because you actually had to... One, you actually had to communicate and work with one another, and you had to go... It required you to go over to... One another's house for days where you had to work with one another, and on this day I had someone come up to me and say, "Hey Ben, do you wanna do you wanna work with me?" And it would have been just me and this other guy. And I had a lot of circumstances where people would come up to me, and they, for for lack of a better term, they were either not so smart or not as dedicated as I was and they would come up to me and they would basically realize oh hey Ben's smart I want Ben to be my partner and I I didn't know if this guy was one of those people or not but I made the conscious decision of like okay I need I don't want to be in a group of two for this huge project I want their I want to be with a group of other people who are actually also dedicated to this. And so I basically screwed him over by going, by without him knowing, I asked a group of other three people like, hey, do you guys want to work together? You guys kind of know who I am. Why don't we work together on this huge project? It's like, yeah, I know who this guy is. Let's let's do this. And then the next day he found out, like, you found a new you found a new group of people and you didn't even tell me? It's like, yeah. And then I, I basically screwed this guy over just so I could get a better grade on this project. And this group of four people that I did the Biofair project with, they became my best friends. And they're still my best friends to this very day. Uh, two of their names were uh, Xander and Dane. And... They are my best friends to this very day, and actually, uh, at the time of recording this podcast, uh, this weekend, they're going to be coming over to my house for uh, pizza and video games. And this story took place, like, I want to say, like, over a decade ago? Something like that? And so it it goes to show you, like... Like you never know where you're gonna find your best friend, but it pays to look out for yourself because I I I can't I can't fully explain why sometimes the universe just works in strange ways. Short, uh shortly after that uh I, uh I graduated from high school and I still have the picture of all of us. Uh, together when we, uh, when we finally graduated. And this was the point in our life when we were all saying, oh, hey, what do you guys want to do? Uh, what, where are you guys going to college? Who do you what, – what, like, where do you want to be in five years? And I didn't know. I didn't have an answer to that question. And not only did I not have an answer to that question – I had a bit of a fuck-you attitude to anyone who asked me it, because I didn't want to feel the peer pressure to from anyone who was asking me it. I knew that if I went to college, I would accumulate this massive amount of debt for a career in a direction that I didn't really know where I was going. And so I didn't want to commit to any sort of financial burden and so I either, I either told them oh yeah I'm going to the basic community college or I'm I just told them oh hey I'm not I'm not going to college I'm not going anywhere and at, shortly after that I uh, I took a year off to try to get my head together and try to figure out okay what do, what do I want to do what's working in the world, and I, uh, for that year, I decided to build my own, uh, video game website. I tried to, I used WordPress. This was the first, this was the time when I, uh, took WordPress for a test run. I think it was, like, 2013-ish. Uh, I took WordPress for a test run, and I did uh, I barely knew how to work WordPress, and I did not know how to get traction anywhere on the internet. But I tried. Uh, I, I gave it my uh, darndest. And probably the biggest mistake that I learned that that I made and that I learned in that process was that I didn't I didn't have the answer, but I th- but I thought I had the answer. I would I I would have told you like I have all the answers. At any given day of the week. And so I didn't try to seek out people who had already accomplished what I was trying to do. And there were a lot. I had met, like, two other people, probably, who had already developed video game websites. And so I didn't try to, like, seek counsel from these people. And I didn't necessarily need to... Seek counsel from people who already made video game websites. I could have seek counsel from someone who had made a similar like blog type of website, and I could have seek counsel from them, and it would have been just fine. But I didn't have that hindsight in mind at the time, and I th- I think I needed that failure in order to have that hindsight in life. And so after I, uh, after I had. After I tried and failed at that, I went, I went to community college for a few semesters. I got, I took all my basic classes, and I went to uh, take some film classes because I per I personally am drawn to creating stuff. Uh, if you can't tell, because you're listening to a podcast, I am drawn to creating stuff. So I love to Photoshop things, and I love to edit videos. I know a lot of people who are just like, okay, Ben, you can take all my videos that I need to edit and I will be eternally grateful to you. And I'm like, yay, I'm I love these things and that's that's my nerdy area. And I love I love that creation part of it. So I want I took a couple classes at at my local community college on Vi on video editing and it was on the f- on the full production process so at at that point I had this I had this epiphany that i it was probably the most one of the most fun moments I ever had in any type of traditional school because I was surrounded by people who had a similar interest and a similar fascination of mine. But the epiphany I had was that, okay, I'm, I'm making something. I'm creating something here. But at the end of the day, if I finish this road, if I go down this road, if I become a part of a production crew, it's going to be someone else's brainchild. It's going to be someone else's creation. It's not going to be something that I fostered up it's going to be something that it it, and that that never sat well with me I wanted to I wanted to create something of my own and have it be my own brainchild and so I started to think well what if I I think the only way I'm going to be comfortable with my own career path is if I seek out and start my start my own company because you can you can. It doesn't quite matter how much money you're making if you are not, if you are not happy with yourself, if you're not happy with your situation in life, it's gonna be incredibly hard to force yourself out of bed in the morning. And so I started to see. I started to find uh, online courses for uh, starting your own business. Uh, naturally, because of the world we live in, I started to find, uh, I started to get hit by Facebook ads. uh, Just by some of the videos and whatnot that I was clicking on and some of the uh, things I was searching up. I started to get hit by uh, Facebook and YouTube ads. Uh, So I found online courses that, hey, if you take this course, you can learn this thing. And... You can, and you can become, you can go on this career path. And this was, that message was incredibly appealing to me. Not just the fact that I could learn on my own at my own speed, but the fact that I didn't have to, I could learn something without going into debt from the traditional educational system. And I... The inti- these courses were taught through videos, not through basic textbooks that you would sit down in a classroom and just read. And that was probably the thing that made me buy into these things the most. I am, uh, I am special ed. I am uh, incredibly special ed. I suffer from reading comprehension and uh, written expression which basically means that if I read something from a book it's incredibly difficult for me to understand it on my own. It's hard for me to take in information and so I have to watch or listen to something through a video in order to take in information. And so when these online courses were being taught through video and audio, that, uh, that was a solid self me because it was, it was actual learning that was being taught in the way that I had always asked for it to be taught to me. And some, sometimes when I was going through traditional education, one group of people would be in one classroom and then I would have to go off to another room to listen to tapes that were meant specifically for me and for everyone else that had my disability. And so the fact that everyone was learning in the same way made, made it more appealing to me. Uh, after, after I signed up for these, it became well aware that I had a uh, time management issue. And maybe that's not the right word to explain it, but I had... I had to master my own time. And to to the point where I could uh, learn and still do everything that I loved in my day-to-day life. One thing I never... Qu- one challenge I never quite faced on my own was uh, was managing my time. I never had the challenge of having someone call me up in the midst of high school and saying, hey, dude, we're spontaneously hanging out right now. Do you want to come? And then having to resist saying yes. I never had that sort of challenge. But as soon as I had all this inform, as soon as I started signing up for all these online courses, as soon as I had all this information available to me that I on my own had to learn. I had to I had to face that challenge because no one no one else was going to hold me accountable and that's that's one of I feel like that's one of the challenges that we face when we start to get older and older and older because when you're going through traditional education you you always have deadlines. Even in college, like your deadlines change, but you have you have deadlines, and that, and if you're in, co- if you're in college, if you procrastinate to like the last minute, you hear so many of these stories where people procrastinate and then they rock it to where they just get it all done in the last moment. But when you don't have deadlines, when you set your own schedule, suddenly you're just always saying, "Oh, I'll do it tomorrow," and then tomorrow never comes. So that was something I had to muster up uh, to my own ability, and to and to a great degree, I still am. Uh, I still am trying to master that. I think, I think we all need to muster that skill in some way, shape, or form, to where we can hold ourselves accountable for the things that we're saying. I one of the great quotes that was said that was said to me, that one of the great anonymous quotes, is that uh, the difference between successful people and non-successful people is that successful people, when they say they're going to do something, they go and do it. And non-successful people, when they say they're going to do something, they just say that they're going to do something. But they don't do it. And so when someone says, I'm going to lose weight, they actually proactively... Go the next day and lose weight. They go and look up, okay, what are these different weight loss plans? Okay, I need to proactively do these list of things to lose weight. There's a difference between the person that buys the weight loss plan and says, okay, I'm going to buy this weight loss plan and I'm going to lose some weight. And then the person who buys the weight loss plan and then just sits the box in the corner and then doesn't do anything about it. it's like, I bought the plan. It was, I was supposed to lose weight. I don't know what happened. And so, wow, I I went off on a tangent. Uh, where was I? Uh, I was, I was on a weight loss plan and, and then I was, uh, right, uh, college and, uh, keeping track of your time. Uh, so that, uh, after, after I was starting to, uh, learn my time management and whatnot, uh, I started to uh, find my own mentor, and this uh, this was basically the start of the point when I learned. I learned that, I, not only for starting my own business, I learned I found someone who, I found someone who had done this before to a greater level that was willing to teach me, and the one the one thing he said to me was, "You need to." you need to come to this event. This, uh, you need to come to this event, Funnel Hacking Live. This is basically the one event of the year that, uh, I went to this and it, my income skyrocketed the next, the following weeks. And I said, okay. And I am, I am not a wealthy person in any way, shape or form. But when I was growing up, I saved up a lot of money to initially go to college and then never did. And so to go from one side of the country to another and then uh, have hotel rooms for, the, for an entire week-long event uh, was no easy task. But to then go there and uh, make that commitment, I had to have a conversation with myself And I had to tell myself, okay. in order to in order to start a business with myself, I have to be fully committed to myself and with myself. And I can't I can't be fully I I, I have to be fully in 100 percent. I can't be like, okay, I'm going to be I'm going to dip halfway in and and find out if this thing can work. I have to be in 100 percent to, see, uh, cause if I'm not dedicated to myself, then, uh, how can I expect the world, the rest of the world to be dedicated to me? And it was, it was interesting to have that conversation. So, uh, someone at the event said something that stuck with me. There's a, there's a rule of law that goes with the universe that you have to be, that everything goes down before it can go up. Is that if when, an, when a plane takes off, the plane's wings go down before they go up and the plane takes off. When you, when you start building a building, they dig down into the earth to build the foundation before they start building up. And they start building the building up and they actually build the structure. Everything has to go down before it can up before it can build up and so so many people are not willing to dig down into themselves before they can rise up and so i think that was a mental block with me for so long is that i was not willing to i was not willing to fail at something i was not willing to fail at a lot of things before i could find success and so I have to make that promise to myself uh, now and in the future that I am willing to, I'm willing to lose everything before I am willing to gain everything. And so I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoyed my backstory, and I hope to have, I have ho- I hope to have you on t- future episodes, and I look forward to our conversation tomorrow. Thank you so much, and and I uh, I need to have a good decent way to close this podcast. Uh so I I hope I hope to see you tomorrow. I will we'll go with that. I, I cuz this is a daily podcast and we're doing this every day of the year so we'll close it out. We'll go with that. I hope to see you tomorrow.